Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. I read the story, actually, and absolutely heartbreaking story. And I want, I want to speak to Tracy Bjorn, if I can, first. And I do want to go to Pauline Tully, who's the Sinn Féin spokesperson on disability and carers, in a second as well. But Tracy, good afternoon to you. Hello, good afternoon. Uh, Tracy, you find yourself in a very difficult situation. Uh, you yourself, obviously, feel you have underlying conditions yourself and also your older son, Brandon, teenage son, Brandon. Um, what what actually is wrong with Brandon? What happened to Brandon? Um, he uh, was born with um, severe brain damage, um, which has resulted in um, him now being profoundly disabled, incapacitated. So he has he, he has lung disease, epilepsy, scoliosis, uh, as well as many other things. He's had numerous hip surgeries. I, I've seen a photograph of him there. Spinal fusion, cerebral palsy. He's peg-fed over 24 hours. Okay. Um, he's, he's very complex medically, uh, very fragile. Um, yeah. Can only be in his wheelchair a maximum of three hours a day because pressure sores. Um, so basically, is bedridden all but those three hours. Um, uh, and you're obviously his full time carer as well. I am. I'm a yeah. lone parent, full time carer. And not only that, you yourself have an autoimmune disease and other health issues as well. I do. Okay. I do. I, okay. So the problem lies now in your youngest teenage son, uh, who's yeah. just started secondary school, and yeah. obviously because of COVID nineteen, you feel it's obviously a very high risk as it would be because there's no, uh, obviously two underlying conditions essentially in, in the family home. And you wanted to try and get some remote learning for him so he wouldn't be at a disadvantage educationally. Absolutely. Uh, and where, where have you, how far have you got in relation to that? Nowhere. Um, it's, it's been a fight ever since uh, school started, or actually before school started. Um, his school continues to cite Department of Education policy, which is that... Uh, remote learning will only be provided if it is the student themselves that is in the very high-risk category. Not even high-risk, but the very high-risk category. Um, and it actually, it's the same for teachers. They yeah. have to be in the very high-risk category, not the high-risk category. Now, it, Bre- it, Brendan clearly is in a very high-risk category, and then your younger son is coming home to Brendan, and that's your concern, obviously. Correct. Yeah. And I'm in the high risk category. Yeah. So, and, and trust me, I would love <laughs> nothing more than to send my younger son off to school every day. I know, because he um, misses, I'm sure he misses reasons. the social outlet of that as well. Yeah. So there's, there's yeah. nothing you want more than that. It's not something you chose to do. And, and, well, I did choose it, but well, I, I know felt what you mean. I had no choice. You had no choice. To make it. Yeah, you, you know. Um, Until we get all, to a point, hopefully later in the year, if the vaccine is successful, and hopefully there's a bit of herd immunity going around, so there won't be that risk anymore. Well, then we could reassess the situation then. But for the, the time being, he he's losing out on education. Absolutely, he's 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 not getting it. He's he's and it's secondary. He goes to his iPad based, very tech savvy. I, Wi-Fi throughout the school. He's got an iPad here at home from school. He's got the hard copy books. But it's this Department of Education policy saying that schools are completely safe. There's no reason not to send them in. 
Um, and it's, when, it goes when, back to that old thing, computer says no. And I always say that to people. In other words, it's not in the rules. We can't look at individual cases. We don't seem to look at individual cases. It's just a blunt instrument rule and you don't fit into that category, so we're sorry. Correct. And and, and, and it's it's just not acceptable. Um, people, the officials and those at the top need to think outside of the box here and look at individual cases. Um, and honestly, they they need to start being more transparent about the numbers of cases in schools. Stop calling them community cases. Mm-hmm. Actually, label them as. The other problem with that is 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 that so many children are asymptomatic comparatively. Mm-hmm. You don't know if they're contagious. Yeah, you wouldn't even know, of course, because it, they, it, it doesn't affect them, generally speaking, unless, of course, they have a serious underlying condition. And, and, and my son, who would be taking, a, a, because I live fairly rurally, uh, would be taking a private bus company uh, for a school bus in. They run at 100% capacity. So he'd be doing that twice a day, five days a week, in a school with 800-plus teenagers. You know, he could have it be asymptomatic, I'd never know, and coming home to me and his brother. Who were obviously extremely high risk. Yes. And I know, no, I I get this, Tracy, completely. And no matter what your feelings on COVID are, I mean, I get the risk factor to you and to those who happen to have underlying conditions. And absolutely. Now, I know you met uh, with Anne Rabbit on Zoom and she did send in a statement to us. She said, I met with Tracy on a one-to-one via Zoom only a couple of weeks ago to discuss the very issues, the harsh impact COVID has had on her sons and Tracy's request for remote streamed classes for Declan. Uh, As very well articulated by Tracy in our meeting, COVID has left both of her sons educationally disadvantaged, but particularly so in Declan's situation. The issue raised fall under the remit of the Department of Education so unfortunately I don't have the legal powers to support or to get supports in place at Declan School. However, on Tracy's behalf I have raised uh, the issue with the ministers in that department and I'm waiting for a response from the department uh, detailing what can be done to support Tracy and to find a resolution for her sons. I will be in touch with Tracy directly as soon as I have an update. But stay there, Tracy, for a second because I do want to talk to Pauline Tully who is the Sinn Féin spokesperson on disability and carers. Uh, Pauline, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Niall. You've been listening to Tracy's story there. I have. And and by the way, Tracy is one of many parents who may be in that situation. Very similar. I mean, and you know, but obviously it's to the extreme. And everybody can understand her concerns. Yeah, look, common sense should prevail here. I mean, somebody shouldn't have to choose between their education and the health of their family. And that's essentially what is happening. And, you know, I recognise what Tracy says about the guidelines being around, you know, um, the member staff or the student themselves have to be very high risk. Um, but by extension, that should extend to family members because as mm-hmm. students could be asymptomatic. There are, have been outbreaks of COVID in schools. Now, schools have done very well and, and they're, you know, it's been uh, great to see them open and students back at school and, and all the benefits of that. But there have been some cases and, you know, Declan could easily pick this up at school, have no symptoms and come home and give it to either his mother or his brother with detrimental yeah. consequences. So, Absolutely. You know, yeah. Um, look, at the, 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 we were supposed to be preparing um, schools for blended learning in case they had to go into lockdown again. I know many teachers taught online when the first lockdown came in. I don't think it would take a huge amount of effort to actually put something in place for Declan for the meantime. 
know, to But they wouldn't. The but here's the thing, Pauline. They wouldn't even have to do it from a school-by-school basis. They could do it from a central place, if you understand what I mean. In other words, you could have, you know, uh, I don't know, six or seven teachers who are dedicated just to doing that for those students around the country, rather than, you know, each individual school having to do it for those students. Because the curriculum, yeah. I'm assuming, is the same for everybody. They have, and they've put in place, you know, procedures, something like what you're talking about, for students who are high risk themselves. So, I mean, they should just extend that to what I... Yeah, and and by the way, I'm not suggesting we go down a rabbit hole either, you know, because I know know where the the concern is that you don't want to go down a rabbit hole where somebody's saying, oh, well, I visit my granny on a Friday and, you know... It has to be something safe. Your GP, you know, can can say that, look, you know, sorry, Brendan is very high risk and therefore can't risk him picking up COVID from his brother attending school. I mean, that's... No, it would be, be devastating. I mean, if COVID was brought into Tracy's house, and I'm sure Tracy's very concerned, it would be devastating. Devastating. It would be. It would be absolutely devastating. I know, yeah. Again, I know the risk is small, but there's still a risk, and that's, that's Tracy's not willing to take that risk, and she's right not to take that risk. Yeah, and the risk isn't that small, because they keep telling us this is extremely contagious, mm-hmm. and that, you know, yeah. we can pick it up so easily of course. and not even realise that we have it ourselves. So, you know, they can't say that on one hand and then, you know, say that course, they can't provide yeah. education remotely on another hand for someone to protect somebody's health. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, I mean, obviously, I, I would like to think that you might raise as well. I know Anne Rabbit has raised it uh, with the yeah. Department as well of Education. I, I would know. absolutely have no problems with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Tracy, I mean, it does seem that people want to help, but unfortunately, the legislation is there at the moment. But, you know, there has to be workarounds on that. I mean, are you happy that when you spoke to Anne Rabbit and obviously listened to what Pauline has said, that something will have to be done? Or, or do you find yourself you're coming against up against a brick wall constantly? Is that question for me? Yes, it is, Tracy, for yeah. you. Um, sorry. Uh, you know, Minister Rabbit has, has been fantastic. I, I'm finding um, Minister Foley and the Department of Education are the ones that have uh, uh, dug in on this matter uh, and, and aren't willing to uh, think outside the box, as I said earlier. And that's what has to give. Um, now, I will say a couple of things. One, there are some schools or principals in various counties that have basically disregarded the DES policy and are providing some uh, remote, online, even streamed classwork um, for families, for the students in families that are very high risk. And that's fantastic. You know, they, yeah, they, they've, they've taken it upon themselves to do it because they have the time, yeah. obviously. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, they uh, they see it's the right thing yeah, to do. Of course, yeah. It's, uh, otherwise, uh, I mean, look, Declan's rights are being violated here. Education. Well, he has a right to education under the Constitution. Absolutely, he does, and a right to stay safe. My, I have a right to stay safe in my home. My other son, who's profoundly disabled, certainly has a right to his life and to remain healthy. And the ironic twist to this is is that Brendan's brain damage um, occurred while I was pregnant because I contracted a very common virus um, as a working as a child and family health therapist back in the States um, in, a, in a public mental health clinic. And that virus is often asymptomatic. It's a common childhood illness. Mm-hmm. But if a pregnant woman contracts it, there's a one in three chance it crosses the placenta. And depending on what stage of pregnancy, I got it early on when the brain was forming and the result was 
his devastated, brain devastated. severely yeah. devastated. Yeah. The last thing I'm wanting to do now is to lose him to a different virus. I get you. No, I, and, I I, and I understand absolutely why you're so concerned about it. And I'm sure Pauline does as well. Absolutely. And, yeah. and by the way, you're not, Tracy, you're not the only one. There are many other people in, your, in the oh, country. there are. Very yeah, similar situation to yourself. Yeah. And with massive concerns around this. And, and the legislation, unfortunately, as I mentioned, is a bit of a blunt instrument, as most legislation is. It doesn't take into consideration those no, unusual now, cases. I have to say, I don't think it's legislation. I think this is just what's well, being guidelines, guidelines, it, yeah. it, and it could be easily rectified. Okay. Uh, all of our families were not asking for the wheel to be invented, you know. Yeah. Okay, well, so, well, well, look, I, I think uh, Tracy and Rabbit obviously has replied to you, and I think Pauline has said as well that she is obviously going to uh, look into that as well. And uh, Pauline is, I, I know these are not, are you still there, Pauline? Sorry? I am, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, there's a bell ringing behind me. <laughs> I know. In the convention centre, so my apologies for that. <laughs> is there a, I hope there's not a fire or something in the convention centre. No, no, it's, it's um, just called the stall is, is back in session but in a few minutes but anyway. all right okay but pauline i know i know this is not legislation per se it's guidelines with the department of education uh, but i i'm sure there's a way of looking into that to get that changed for certain under circumstances and special insinuating circumstances yes uh, this should be i mean but i actually thought the guidelines for the return to school were quite vague in relation to a number of issues around yeah both the health of, of, of students and teachers but also even around um, children with, with educational or special needs as well. Yeah. I thought they were very big. Okay, um, well look, that, that noise is quite loud. So listen, yes, thank you very so much indeed, Pauline, for coming on the air. And Tracy, I appreciate you coming on the air. And I, what we'll do is we will maybe hook you up or Ashley will have a chat with you. We'll try and hook you up as well with Pauline and, and get, get that moving. And maybe let us know, maybe come back to us and let us know how you get on. Hopefully something is done for, for, for Brendan and Declan and yourself. All right? I will do. I appreciate it, Niall. All right. Thank you very much indeed. All right, Tracy. There's thank Tracy you. Bjorn uh, talking about her son. Declan, who has been basically denied an education, uh, which is as right constitutionally as, as is Brendan, because she can't get remote learning for him uh, because she doesn't fit into the guidelines because Declan himself doesn't have anything wrong with him.